0: I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Tammy Bruce. I'm Steve Ducey, And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, December 30th, 2021. I'm Trey Yankst. New daily case records of COVID-19 are being set around the world as Omicron spreads. But it won't be the last variant of
1: coronavirus. What this virus has been doing is evolving to become more and more and more transmissible. And this virus will continue to do that. It wants to transmit itself. This is the Fox
0: News Rundown, Evening Edition. The Omicron variant to COVID 19 is forcing lockdowns and getting millions of people sick. While fewer people are being hospitalized, many more are getting the virus. The global response is raising questions about how prepared the world is for another pandemic.
1: First and foremost, I think uh, people should realize that the the current Omicron variant was highly anticipated, highly expected. For more on this story, this is Dr. Robert Redfield, the former director
0: of the CDC and senior medical advisor at AM LLC.
1: That When this virus came in uh, with the Wuhan strain and then evolved to the UK strain and Delta strain, what this virus has been doing is evolving to become more and more and more transmissible. And this virus will continue to do that. It wants to transmit itself. So the human to human transmissibility is gonna get more and more and more and more easy. And what the Omicron variant did, and I had predicted it actually on Fox back about five months ago, that we would have a new variant and that variant would be more transmissible than Delta. And it would have a transmission advantage in people that were already infected and have some immunity or people that have already been vaccinated. And unfortunately that's true. If you look at the ability of an immune blood to Uh, neutralize the Delta variant, and you compare it to the Omicron variant, Uh, for example, my blood will be 40 to 50 times less able to neutralize the Omicron variant. So in other words, this variant has basically learned how to escape uh, a lot of the immunity that we have. And that's why for people that are vaccinated, it's so important that they're not really protected against Omicron unless they get that third injection. And that third injection is also only going to last for a certain period of time, and then they're going to need a fourth injection.
0: It appears so far, and there are still studies ongoing to figure out just how bad this variant is in terms of hospitalizations and how sick people are getting. But broadly speaking, as you've noted, it appears more transmissible, but people are not getting as sick as with other variants. Without sort of guessing into the future, but knowing what you know about how these variants evolve and, and change. Do you have concerns that the world could be facing a, a situation in the future where there was a variant spreading this quickly or, or even faster, but is is more deadly? I mean, or is the way that this is headed, they'll be able to, to spread more quickly, but people won't get as sick?
1: Yeah, Trey, I think uh, it's important. Again, I'm a virologist by training, And this virus is going to evolve to become more and more transmissible and less and less pathogenic. That's how viruses evolve. We'll come back to the risk, which is a risk. The real risk for a a more deadly pathogen is a new pandemic, which I happen to be very concerned about, that we're at high risk for a new pandemic, a bird flu pandemic, which will be much more deadly than covid and is gonna be a big problem. Uh, when that happens, I can't predict, but you know, I thought when I was CDC director, my biggest fear and threat that I kept me up at night was getting ready to fight a bird flu pandemic. And instead we got the COVID pandemic, which you know, in my own view is the lesser pandemic. Uh, it may be hard for somebody to believe that, but I think the big pandemic will be the bird flu pandemic when it comes. Um, But this virus has also evolved the Omicron to become much less pathogenic. And there's a real significant change. Delta uh, and the previous variants, they replicate really well in the lung. And so as a consequence, they put a lot of people in the hospital, a lot of people, respiratory inefficiency. A lot of people needed oxygen support. And there's a significant mortality. I mean, we lost over 800,000 sacred lives in this nation. Right. The Omicron variant turns out it doesn't like to replicate in the lung. It replicates up from the neck and above your oral pharynx and your sinuses. Now, that may explain why the virus is more transmissible, because if the replication of the virus is concentrated in your mouth and nose, then the ability for me to transmit it to you is a lot easier than if it's replicating way down in my deep lung. Uh, but it also means that I'm less likely to end up with lung disease. So I think this virus has become much less pathogenic. It's not gonna evolve to become more pathogenic. It's gonna continue to evolve, become less pathogenic. We have a number of coronaviruses that affect humans. I don't know when they entered the human species, you know, 100 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, a million years ago. But we have a number of them. And what they do is they just cause a common cold. And it's very likely that this virus will continue to evolve and become something that's relatively indistinguishable from the common cold, uh, you know, and probably, hopefully, not have a have a mortality advantage in people like myself, over 70. Currently, you know, the original coronavirus and Delta really exploited our underlying medical state. Those of us that are elderly with diabetes, heart disease, obese, this virus really exploited that uh, and caused mortality. So that's what we should expect. You should expect another variant. And I don't know when that's going to come. I would probably guess in the next six to 12 months, that variant will probably be more transmissible than Omicron and probably continue to be less pathogenic. You've been listening to Dr. Robert
0: Redfield, the former director of the CDC and a senior medical advisor at AM LLC. We'll be right back. You've been someone who I think was ahead of everything and and everyone on the issue of coronavirus. As you've noted, you predicted this variant months ago. And while I have a lot of questions about coronavirus, I'm quite interested in your thoughts on a bird flu pandemic. Are you concerned about the environment around the world right now fighting coronavirus? Does this make it any easier for that pandemic to begin, where there could be some sort of dueling pandemic taking place at the same time? And then in addition to that, from what the world has learned fighting coronavirus, can some of those lessons be applicable in a future bird flu pandemic?
1: It's a great question. And it obviously remains to be a great concern of mine. I mentioned to you, I have 12 grandchildren, um, that uh, I do think that we're very underprepared as a nation to confront uh, the bird flu pandemic. But we're more prepared now than we were uh, when I was CDC director because of the power of science. So the mRNA technology now has given uh, us the ability to make a new vaccine against a new pathogen like bird flu. We can probably make that vaccine now in four to six weeks. Where was when I was CDC director without that technology, we could make that vaccine in 12 to 18 months right now. We don't have as a nation or a world the manufacturing capability to be able to make that vaccine so we can protect 330 million people. And I would argue that we should develop that capability because, again, I will argue that in 2022 that our nation's national security threats are much more driven by viral pandemics in the future than they are by, you know, Iran and North Korea and China. And that we ought to invest proportionally to be able to confront those pandemics. And that means to make sure we not only have the science technology to make a vaccine, but we actually can actually manufacture it at scale when we have to. So now, do I think my biggest concern before about the bird flu pandemic was that it would naturally evolve and this is why cdc actually has programs all through the world where we end up sampling birds all the time and taking viruses from them and looking at them to determine do they have human potential and we spend a lot of time and money to do that and that's how we kind of guess on what the best viruses are to put in the next year's flu vaccine so that's what we do but we know that there's a periodicity to this, and we're we're, we're the timing is right for us to have a, a major what we call antigen shift that will lead to another flu pandemic. And the source of that will be birds. But there is one other risk that we have right now that I'm very concerned about, and I don't think has gotten the appropriate response that we need. Um, it's no secret that I happen as a virologist believe that the most likely origin, uh, this current pandemic was not nature. It was actually a, a, a science that was done in a laboratory and then was accidentally leaked. And the, the science was being done to try to uh, be able to prevent death from pandemics. But unfortunately, I believe that this virus was a result of that and, and now has caused the greatest pandemic that we've faced. It's called gain-of-function research. And that research, I think, needs to be you know, personally curtailed right now across the world and across the world and uh i want to um uh and there is a risk that people would use that same type of research for um for uh manipulating bird flu so that's a real risk and i think we're not i don't think we're prepared to the degree we need to be it's a really interesting topic to explore because you really don't
0: hear people talking about the possibility of a bird flu pandemic but as we've seen some of the challenges with this pandemic countries simply aren't prepared in many cases, to control the spread of a virus. I want to ask you about your your work right now, post-CDC. You're now a senior medical advisor at AM LLC, and you're looking at what schools are doing. You're looking at how the nation is handling this pandemic and the workforce, and a lot of open-ended questions about what the right decision is to get kids in schools, to get people back to work. Talk to me a little bit about your current role and what your focus is right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, the AM LLC is a great company. Uh, I'm a strategic advisor to them. Uh, They really are here to help states, local health departments, school districts, institutions be able to develop the right the right policies, the right decisions, the right plans. To be able to be effective in in, in counter countering uh, COVID and the pandemic, both in vaccine strategies as well as implementation, as testing strategies as well as implementation, you know, quarantine isolation strategies as well as implementation. As you said, it's 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 kind of confusing, and getting a, a professional group that does this for a living. They can go in and help a health department at a state level or a local level or a school district or an institution. Uh, I mentioned that our public health system is so underdeveloped, it's so anemic that having these private sector companies like AMLC, to come in and really augment the capability, I think is really important. A number of states have taken advantage of it already, a number of school districts, number of local health departments, a number of institutions. Uh, and that's really what it's trying to do is share what it's learned, um, to help have a mechanism to augment public health capacity in real time, uh, and uh, try to improve the public health response to minimize the Negative impact that this pandemic's having. And as you said, particularly, what is the best policy for schools? You know, I'm a big advocate that schools need to stay open. Uh, um, you know, virtual learning is not in the public health interest of the K through 12s. You know, we can keep these schools open in a safe and responsible way. And school districts that are having challenges figuring out that path, a company like AM LLC can really help them uh, define that path.
0: always appreciate your analysis and looking forward about really what could come down the pipeline in terms of threats that really affect the entire world. And I know you will continue to speak about this topic and others. Uh, Dr. Robert Redfield, the former director of the CDC and a senior medical advisor at AM LLC, joining us today on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Dr. Redfield, thank you very much.
1: Very true. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up to the minute news, go to foxnews.com.